بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters first I would like to request you to make special dua as I am speaking here there is a very dear friend of mine in the UK he is now dying his name is brother Nazrul Islam Nazrul Islam he is in the hospital in the ward he had a heart attack about seven months ago he was in the ICU all this while they took him out I think three or four days ago he was brought out into the ward and he immediately contracted sepsis and pneumonia and now there's multiple organ failure and as I speak to you he is dying so please make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should give him khatam bil khair and take away his pain and ease things for him and to give support to his family inshallah when his time comes may that be a, the best time of his life when he meets his Rabb Jalal the reason I'm saying that and I began with that is because the details may be different but this day and this time and this moment will come for every single one of us and Rasulullah said, the most intelligent of you is the one who remembers his death most often. Because at the end of the day, the only thing which will count is what we sent ahead of us. Nothing else. What will count is what we sent ahead of us. Whatever else we did for this world will remain in this world. It's not going to go with us. So I remind myself and you that whatever work we do, first of all, let us think of it in the context of how does it, how does this work help my akhirah? Now in Islam we have this beautiful concept. Another friend of mine, who's a doctor, he's a physician here in this area. Uh, he sent me a message saying, I would like to excel in my expertise, my specialist or specialization area in, in, as a physician. And he's in cardiology, so he wants to excess, excel in cardiology. Uh, but he said, I'm not sure, should I spend time doing that or should I spend time learning tafsir of Quran? So I said to him that this is unfortunately an this is something that, you know, our, we have to accept as ulama the responsibility for this mistake and impression that's in, the, that's in the minds of a lot of people. That there are two kinds of knowledge. There is the duniyavi knowledge and there is the dini knowledge. Now this is completely false. One of our greatest scholars of uh, the Indo-Pak area, India-Pakistan, Allama Sayyid Sulaiman Nadwi Rahmatullahi, who was a student of Allama Shibri Nawani Rahmatullahi, and he wrote this fantastic book, Siratul Nabi, which is the most authentic book on the Seerah of Rasulullah in Urdu, because that book is written on the, on the principles of Usulul Hadith, which is much more authentic and stringent than usually the Hadith that are used in Seerah books. He said a wonderful thing. He said that the root of corruption, I'm translating from the Urdu, he said the root of corruption 
is where we separated knowledge into two parts knowledge of the dunya and knowledge of the deen please understand everything whether you are how to repair a bicycle where where uh, the tube of a bicycle the valve or tube of a bicycle the knowledge comes from where from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how to repair a heart valve the knowledge comes from where from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's no difference we have created this difference between the so called dunya and the so called deen i have said this before deen is the name of the methodology to live in this dunya deen is not separate from the dunya deen is dunya dunya in the technical term of the of, of the technical meaning of the word is to become ghafil from allah subhanahu wa taala it doesn't mean this world so obviously we must not become ghafil we must, we must not become uh, you know uh, thoughtless about allah subhanahu wa taala but to live in this world and to excel in what we do and to do that to the best of our ability and obviously if you are doing that to please allah subhanahu wa taala it means that you will keep within the framework of the deen because you can't be you can't be excelling in interest based loans right i mean this <laughs> this makes where allah subhanahu wa taala declared war on the one who takes it and who do who nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said allah has cursed the one who borrows money the one who lends money the one who writes that voucher and the one who bears witness to the transaction he says all four are equal and he says allah has cursed them so obviously we are not talking about that we are talking about beneficial knowledge to excel in that so when we say what will go with you this will go with you inshallah if you if you are excelling in beneficial knowledge with the niya to showcase islam and and muslims and the, and the excellence of muslims alhamdulillah this is beautiful this is what we should do and then spend in the path of allah subhanahu wa taala and spending it does not only mean money spending is money it is time it is energy it is effort it is it is your influence and so on and so forth all of this is sadaqa jariya and all of this inshallah we will find with allah subhanahu wa taala when we meet him So I began with talking about my friend, and we ask Allah for for relief and for help for him. Believe me, my brothers and sisters, this day is going to come. This day will come on every single one of us. So let us focus on that day, and let us say, if that day is today, what does my balance sheet look like? Right? What are the assets? What are the liabilities? and in the balance sheet of the of the uh, of life before allah subhanahu wa taala it is not a balance between the two things we need only assets so all the liabilities have to convert have to, must be converted to assets how do i do that each one of us depends on what we are doing so i mean i can't give a formula of everyone but in your life what are the things and remember, remember this deen is so beautiful small things give huge rewards small things give huge just imagine nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said allah subhanahu wa taala will give 10 hasana 10 rewards for every letter of the quran that you recite every letter and then he did wazahat of this he explained that and he said i do not say that alif lam mim is one letter he said alif is one letter lam is one letter mim is one letter so if somebody is simply saying alif lam mim he got 30 hasanat 30 what is the value of one hasana 
One hasana is the difference between Jannah and Jahannam. That is how valuable it is. And you got 30 hasanat only for reading Alif Lam Mim. Now tell me what prevents us from reading Quran every day? Why? Why don't we do that? Make it a goal. One juice of Quran every day, no matter what happens. One juice of Quran every day. That's 20 pages. If you're reading the Osmani script, 15 lines, that's 20 pages. If you can't read one juice, start with one page. Start with half a page. But keep on moving forward. I Remember, please notice, I don't say read at least one ayah. No, no, no one ayah. Make some effort. Right? Make some effort. You do a lot more for your college and this and that. Why must you stick with one ayah for the Quran? No. Make the effort and know that this is what Allah is going to reward you for. I mean, imagine just reading. That's it. We are not. Think about this. All we are saying here is reading. We are not saying understand it. We are not saying, you know, do the amal, act on it. All of which we must do. But just reading alone gives us so many hasanat. Now add to that. I understand it. More hasanat. I accept, I, I, once I understand now, I, I am living my life according to that. Alhamdulillah, even more. But just reading alone, even if you are reading without understanding, I'm not, I'm not promoting you to read without understanding. Do, do understand also, read the translations, learn Arabic. But I'm saying, even if you read without understanding, you are getting 10 hasanat for every letter of the Quran. Now, why would we not read? Tell me. So please, my brothers and sisters, we are coming into Ramadan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us Ramadan al-Kareem with beautiful uh, time, with uh, seha, with, with health, with iman, with the zawq and the shawq, the, the desire to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah give us the opportunity to spend as much time as we can in the masjid. Alhamdulillah, we have Shaykh Abdullah here and we listen to his beautiful qarat. Come and listen. Because he's here now, we get him five times a day. And because his karat is good, we ask him to recite loudly in Zohar and Asar also. Huh? No, no, he doesn't do it. <laughs> no, really, I'm saying, see the benefit of this. You come for Salatul Fajr, SubhanAllah, beautiful. This is the, you know, may, may Allah bless him and may Allah make the Quran firm in his heart. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him the barakah of reciting his kalam. He already has the barakah of... of uh, when we say somebody is a hafiz of the Quran, I always say he is not the hafiz of the Quran. The Quran is his hafiz. The Quran is protecting him. Right? He has he has kept the Quran in his heart. Alhamdulillah. But the, who is the beneficiary? Not the kalam of Allah. Allah's kalam. You cannot benefit the kalam of Allah. Allah's kalam benefits you. So Alhamdulillah, this is a beautiful opportunity for us. Come and come to the masjid. Come to the I know some of you have halakha here, halakha there, long bed of halakha, uh, hardly halakha. Please, you have your halakhas. But come to the masjid. The masjid is the markas. If you don't do that, you're going to have little bits and bits and pieces of halakhas and the masjid will become viran, will become a, a ruin and a, and, a, and a tomb. Don't do that to the masjid. This is the markas. Come here to the masjid. I even tell the people who have the halakhas, do the halakha in the masjid. Who stops you? Please, most welcome. Come and do the halakha in the masjid. Allah gave you the money, gave you big cars, drive them. Come here and come and do the halakha in the masjid. Don't do it in, in long way or wherever and say, oh, but it's convenient. What convenient? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for, if Allah is rewarding you for every step to come to the masjid for salah. This is the hadith, right? So instead of the step, now I'm driving my car. That's why I tell people, drive small car with small wheels. Because more number of revolutions per mile. 
that big cars, big wheels. <laughs> so inshallah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no limit to his treasure. We say, Ya Allah, I, I'm coming from, from all the way from, from Long, Long Meadow or wherever, right? Holyoke or, or from Hadley. So give me one, give me one hasana, one uh, sin being forgiven, one daraja for every turn my, the wheel of my car takes. And then start early from home and take a nice long route, you know. So you're getting hasanat, no? I mean, the Sahaba did this. They, they deliberately stayed a little bit away from Masjid and Abu Sharif. They didn't come close because they said, we want the steps. We, give, we want a step for, to, to, for our bellies. Uh, let's get some steps for the, for the, for the Jannah also. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jalalu, to accept all your coming here, accept your duas, to, to fill your kitab of your, your deeds, book of deeds with hasanat, to wipe out all our sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover us with His mercy and His forgiveness. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with us and never to be displeased.